in the past week. Michigan is one of the fourth highest states in the country in terms of new cases, and there is a difference. The average age for COVID patients has dropped. The older population over the age of 65, we're seeing those vaccinated and not being admitted to the hospital. And Dr. Alan Veerling in Lansing is worried that trend will continue. We're probably going to have this conversation all spring and certainly through the summer. The number of unaccompanied migrant children crossing the southern border is expected to reach historic levels this month. CBS News has learned the government is planning to add 11,000 emergency beds by repurposing convention centers, camps for oil workers, and military bases. Officials have stopped all vessels from entering the Suez Canal after a salvage company announced it may take weeks to free a massive container ship blocking one of the world's busiest shipping channels. It could make gas prices go up. Energy analyst Phil Flynn. I would say that if it ends beyond Sunday, we would probably add two to five cents a gallon a week for the, for the, the, the time that it's now. There's hopeful economic news. Last week's jobless claims dropped to below 700,000 for the first time since the pandemic began. The Olympic torch has begun a 121-day journey across Japan with a kickoff in Fukushima. Lucy Kraft from Tokyo. The torch relay ceremony was short, subdued, and sparsely attended. Members of Japan's World Cup champion women's soccer team, Nadeshko Japan, jogged the first leg of the relay while social distancing. S&P futures down 16. This is CBS News. Switch to T-Mobile for business and get an amazing deal on your business plan. Stop in-store today for details. Terms and conditions apply. See T-Mobile.com for more. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Linzess and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey will be in Washington today for a hearing on Capitol Hill. The hearing is called Disinformation Nation, social media's role in promoting extremism and misinformation. It will address concerns the Democrats have had about the spread of misinformation during the pandemic and the election. They're also expected to talk about ways to reform internet laws to hold tech platforms more accountable. The top guys at Facebook, Twitter, and Google will all face lawmakers and defend the accusations that they failed to do their part. Stacey Lynn, CBS News, Capitol Hill. More businesses are offering Vax Swag, freebies for the COVID vaccinated. Show proof and you qualify for a 10-cent beer at Market Garden Brewery in Cleveland. Movie theaters there are offering free popcorn. And a pot dispensary in Michigan is giving away pre-rolled joints. One study finds text messages provide more incentive. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. For a limited time, you can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for the lowest price ever. 
regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. I'm also going to give you deep discounts on all my MyPillow products. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code SKY, S-K-Y, for this amazing special. Or call 800-635-1825 and use promo code SKY. The Bible is under attack. Last year, California's governor even tried to ban private Bible study groups. Now, Greg Kelly reports investigates the movement to ban the Bible. Watch Greg Kelly on Newsmax TV tonight at 7 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern as he reveals the dangers to Christians. Find Newsmax TV on all major cable systems or get it free on Roku, YouTube, Zumo, Pluto, and smart TVs. Plus, download the free Newsmax app on your phone. Protect your Bible freedom. Watch Newsmax TV's Greg Kelly tonight. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. The 2021 Honda Pioneer lineup is here to make life work of the job and add a heavy dose of fun to your day off. Every Pioneer side-by-side is stocked full of smart technology, responsive power, and Honda's hallmark of engineering excellence. The only thing left to add is you. Then you'll understand how life is better on a Honda. For your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet and eye protection, always wear your seatbelt, and keep the side nets and doors closed. Pioneers are for drivers 16 years and older. These days, we're all doing a lot more virtually. Which is why at Ohio Health, we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home. That includes virtual visits with over a thousand trusted providers in every medical specialty. Learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com slash virtual health. Are you looking for some household items? What about some jewelry? Or how about some new clothing for that newborn baby or that kid that's all grown up? Find all this and more at the Flea Market Craft Show on March 27th at the Albany Fairgrounds from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Looking to be a vendor? Contact Howard Septic at 740-662-2603. It's the Flea Market Craft Show at the Albany Fairgrounds March 27th. Sponsored by Howard Septic Service and the Rolling Pin in association with the Albany Fair Board. Are you tired of cold cereal in the mornings? If so, go to Steak and Shake and try one of their hot breakfast items like the home-style breakfast or sausage egg and cheese biscuit combo or the sausage biscuits and gravy. I tried their portobello and sausage skillet and it was fantastic. A delicious savory combination of fresh eggs scrambled with grilled portobello mushrooms, caramelized onions, sausage crumbles, and Swiss cheese served on top of shredded hash browns. Served with my choice of buttermilk biscuit, toast, or bagel. Enjoy a hearty breakfast for a great price at Steak and Shake, 741 East State Street in Athens. Our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's.
Another nice morning out there. 50 degrees right now here in Athens. And um, they say it's going to be sunny as the day goes by. Right now it's a little overcast, I guess you would say. Hey, we got a special edition today. The Hawking College Hawks. That's right, we're so accustomed to saying bobcats, aren't we? Well, the Hawks, they're alive and well and much larger than I knew. Many more sports than I realized. We're going to learn about it today from its athletic director, Ken Hoffman. And let me uh, get my switches all right here. And Good morning, Ken. Uh, good morning. Thank you. W- welcome. Listen, the Hawking College, we've been proud of it for years. Uh, See, I'm going to test you a little bit on your uh, background. So, um, Hawking College, do you remember what year it was founded? Uh, 1968, I believe. Okay. And um, the enrollment today is at, um, like, um, how, how, how many students are engaged with Hawking today? Yeah, that fluctuates from semester to semester, but of generally course. between 1,500 and 2,000. Okay. Um, this is, um, um, you know, okay, I'll go one more, I'll test you even further. Uh, Mm -hmm. there are many different, uh, academic majors, if you will. Yes. But let's name three, five, whatever you're comfortable doing that are particularly well known. Well, I think uh, Natural Resources stands out as one of the larger and stronger programs. Of course, here in the Hocking Hills area, that would be a natural. Sure. Is the pun. sure. But yes, it is. And it's a very strong program uh, here, as well as there's nursing, dental hygiene, uh, physical therapy assistance. Uh, we've just opened a dog training um uh, program along with a uh, grooming and boarding facility, which opened recently. Mm-hmm. Lots of new innovations uh, here. There's no question about that. But many of the uh, the athletes are involved in associate of arts and associate of science because many of them have aspirations to go on to a four-year school and play you know, whatever sport it is that they play here at Hiking College. And those are the programs that uh, completely transfer and transfer smoothly, so um, those are popular programs as well. I'll bet. Now, Ken, let's talk about you. Um, where, where uh, let's see here, where were you raised? We'll start with that. Yeah, born and raised in Toledo, Ohio. Okay. I went to Sylvania High School and University of Toledo. Graduated from there many years ago, more than I like to think about. <laughs> uh, but more more recently. Um, uh, spent 10 years at Michigan State as sports information director and then founded and directed the Motor City Bowl in Detroit, the college football postseason game. Yes, uh, That was the Motor City Bowl and then later it became the Little Caesars Pizza Bowl. But did that for 17 years and I've been uh, here for three years now at Hiking College. Now, um, that necessitated a move, right? Yes, it did. And and uh, the living in Southeast Ohio, what are your impressions? Well, I, I'm here right right in Nelsonville. I'm four minutes door to door, so 
Sometimes they say that's um, that's a great advantage, and sometimes that's a curse. As they say, yes, uh, it can always be called on, right? Yeah. But um, I like the convenience of it, and of course, we're you know this is Appalachia, and so we have a lot of students um, who uh, come from families that are not as well off as perhaps yours and mine, and so you know we take great pride in moving them along the the pipeline, so to speak and getting their either two-year certificate or two-year degree where they can either go right into the workforce after two years or they can move on to a four-year college. Now, um, I'm, I'm trying not to say anything that is, uh, could be taken wrong. Um, okay. I'm accustomed to working with Ohio University's athletic department. Yes. Um, I looked in at uh, the staffing of the athletic department, mm-hmm. and um, let's talk about uh, the the administrative office. Uh, there's a total of five people, and I mean you may have some additional administrative help, but five key people, and um, at least one of them is also a head coach of a sport. Um, Correct. Namely, uh, Ted, who is the, um, oh, isn't he head, head of football as well? Uh-huh, that's correct. Yeah, the head coach. Now, um, that, that's that's got to be, uh, you guys got to be kind of busy, you know? Well, and we are, of course. But, you know, I think the thing to remember is, the F, well, the school is over 50 years old, the athletic department just started five years ago. We're in our sixth year now. Right. And and the fact that you mentioned the five people on the administrative staff, it used to be three and then four and now five. So we're growing. You're growing, as, yeah. As are the um, number of sports here at Hocking College. So I think, um, you know, it's commensurate with, uh, with the program that we have. But, um, yeah, we, we try to do more with less, so to speak, and uh, make sure that everyone is giving maximum effort and doing everything they can to help move the student-athletes along. Well, um, let's, let's talk about um, when I was thinking about this show last night, I forgot all about the idea that uh, somebody could play it at your level not your level, but at your institution for two years and then move on and play at uh, a four-year school. Um, But the eligibility, I wrote down that word. So um, let's say they didn't choose to move on. How many years are they eligible to play at a JC level? And I don't like, you know, I don't like that term JC, junior college. I've never liked it. You can substitute community college for that, and it is synonymous with junior college. Right. So um, at a community college school, of which there are 11 different community colleges in our conference that we participate in called the Ohio Community College Athletic Conference, the OCCAC, and um, you're eligible to participate for two years normally. And then you would have another two years if you wanted to go to um, a four-year institution and continue to participate. This year, because of COVID, no one loses a year of eligibility. So everyone that is in a community college or a four-year school, whatever the case may be, 
does not lose the year of eligibility. They can continue to come back next year at the same eligibility level that they were this year. That is, um, that just raises a whole nother issue to me. Is Did that happen <laughs> at the uh, national level too for re- conventional? Yes, that, that's uh, both NJCAA and NCAA levels, Division One, Two, II, and Three across the board. Wow. No one loses eligibility. Wow. So in, in many ways, um, that's going to create a backlog next year. Mm-hmm where a lot of student-athletes who would have been moving on will be returning to school, and therefore the schools don't have as many spots to offer in terms of their various rosters on the various sports. We may be in the same position here, but we're also adding four sports. So there will be, we'll have a total of 12. Uh, We will have gone from six sports when I started in 2018 to 12 sports in the fall. So we we do have a good number of opportunities for everyone in the area that wants to continue their education and athletic career after high school. Well, I've got an alphabetical listing of the, um, um, I I guess you would call them sports. Uh, Anyway, let's let's just do it. Sure. Uh, So um, alphabetically, archery. Now, uh, when did that start? Recently? That started three years ago. Three years ago. Uh, and we have actually already won regional and national team and individual championships. As you know, archery is very strong in southeast Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nelsonville, York, right down the street from us, has a very strong program. And we've been very fortunate to have good coaches uh, in the past. And so we've done very well in archery. We, we have an opening right now. Our archery coach had to leave go back to his his original home in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So we do have an opening for an archery coach. So if you've ever uh, coached archery, let me know. We might have to put you to work here. Uh, that's not my thing. I, I <laughs> Although I tell you what, my, I have some neighbors that are moving, and they gave me a, a bow the other day and some arrows, and I've been trying it on a tree. Anyway, um, listen, um, cheerleading. Okay, now I was going to ask about cheerleading and band and things like that because, you know, when you go to a ball game, you normally think of, okay, there's, you know, the cheerleaders are doing their thing and encouraging the audience, and then the band is entertainment uh, before and during and halftime and all that stuff. Um, So you have, but I note you have a great cheerleading program, right? Yeah, the cheerleading program uh, has been in in existence now for four years, and um, we have Jeffrey Brickles as our coach. We are currently recruiting for next fall, and the cheerleaders get to cheer not only at the home football and basketball games, but we also take them on the road for at least one football game and at least one basketball trip, and so that you know that's a real nice attraction for those who. Uh, enjoy cheer and have the opportunity to do a little travel with us. Um, a program I've been familiar with for some years is the equestrian program. Yes. And um, so now that's also um, a, a collegiate sport, right? It is. And it's just in its infancy here. We've been in existence for two years. Most schools have equestrian as a club. Uh, team. We have it as varsity sport. Mm -hmm. And so we are one of the few, in fact, um, the only one I can think of in Ohio 
uh, among the junior colleges or community colleges that have it as a varsity sport. But we compete against, you know, Ohio State and Ohio U and Wilmington and and many others in the state. We really don't have to go too far to compete, and that's that's kind of nice. We are also right now under construction. It looks like it's uh, getting the outside completed here in the next couple of weeks. We have a brand-new equestrian arena that we are building. Uh, inside arena will be approximately 100 by 200 feet and serve multi-purposes for us. And when you come in from Canal Street in, uh, in Hocking, in Nelsonville, uh, you will see that as the first building as you come into okay, the campus now, on your left. Uh, did you say an indoor? Yes. It is an enclosed indoor arena that uh, will be used in multiple for multiple reasons. As you know, we have an equine program here at Hocking as well, and so the equine program will use it. We have some 40-plus horses on campus and in the barn, Oh, that arena will be very useful for them as well as our equestrian team. We will have many kinds of shows and displays in that facility uh, that people from the area and further will, will want to attend. You know, whether that's boat show, camper show, flower show, home and garden show, whatever it might be, we're going to have a lot of shows here on campus. Now, I'm, maybe there's... Okay. I was thinking equine, but now I remember what that means. Uh, horses and, yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a horse guy. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's funny how it didn't just sound right over the phone. Um, okay, so now the first sport that you guys put out there, um, the Hawks, uh, was football, right? Yes, football and men's and women's basketball started in 2015. Okay, so you got uh, six years under your belt. Exactly, and we are the only two-year school in Ohio that plays football. So our slogan, which is very appropriate, is Ohio's Opportunity. So many student-athletes, as you know, and let's talk in particular about football, want to continue their athletic and academic careers after high school, but not all have the opportunity to go to Ohio State or Ohio U or any D1 or D2 program, or maybe they need an extra year or two of academic support and bring up their grade point average. And so they can come here and play football uh, here at Hocking College. We have a new coach, Ted Egger. He came to us from the league in Mississippi. Uh, that's the league that tends to produce the national champion every year in college football. Mm-hmm. You might have heard of uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast and East Mississippi, etc. Nah, never. If not, if not <laughs> those are the ones that win the national championship. Of course. Of so course. we brought him up here, and uh, he is really turning the program around and doing a, a great job with it. But the point is, uh, we get literally thousands of applications and requests each year for student-athletes who want to continue their football career as well as their academic career. And of course, we can't take them all, mm-hmm. but um, we will probably start the fall with 120 or so on the football team. Now, um, let's see here. So then basketball, you got men's and women's basketball, right? Yes. Yes, and the men's currently uh, having – our best season yet. This is season number six. And interestingly enough, the team is 11 wins and three losses ranked in the top 20 in the country. 
in a higher division, in Division Two. We are a Division Three school, meaning we don't offer athletic scholarships, but we're competing in a Division Two level, which does offer athletic scholarships because there's not enough Division Three schools to to uh, to participate nationally. Mm-hmm. So the Division Two schools tended to. Uh, participate and not as many D3. But as a D3 school, we are ranked in Division II. We've done extremely well against Division II teams. And if we win our season finale Saturday at Bryant and Stratton in uh, North Ridgeville, Ohio, we would have a shot at an at-large bid to the national tournament. And and unless I've missed uh, one, volleyball, uh, which is a women's sport typically, um, yes. Volleyball is your, uh, the last one you've got going right now, right? At the moment. Uh, volleyball just completed its season. Uh, we had four wins and six losses, which actually for Hawking College set a new standard for wins. We'd never had as many as four wins before, but now the program is really taking off under a new coach, Jason Jones, who comes to us with 20-some years' experience, Uh, He runs volleyball camps and clinics all around the country as well as here. We're starting a volleyball team league, this high school team league this summer. We're going to have a hiking college camp this summer. We're going to have a hiking college invitational in the fall. So things are really on the upswing with volleyball here at hiking college. We we have a local uh, young lady coming to us, uh, Madison Dieter from Nelsonville York High School. And we try to recruit very strong here in our district um, because we have a district scholarship for those that are in the surrounding counties of of Hocking College. Any student, not just student athletes, any student that comes to Hocking College from one of the surrounding uh, counties, and those are Hocking, Athens, Vint, Ross, Pickaway, Fairfield, and Perry, gets an automatic $1,000 district scholarship to attend here. So, um, you know, in addition to their financial aid uh, award that they receive when they fill out their FAFSA information, uh, there's another $1,000 waiting for them here at Hocking College just by being from this district. Well, um, mission. Um, You know, I've read many mission statements. Um from different schools or different programs or whatever. Um, I, do you think there's anything unusual or special about your mission versus the mission statement I might read at Ohio University or at yeah. somewhere else? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think we are, you know, the, the opportunity for um, – this part of the state, if not the entire state, where students can come here for a huge variety of reasons and have the opportunity to continue their education and athletic careers where they might not be able to elsewhere. We are uh, an open enrollment school, meaning you simply have to have a high school diploma or GED, Mm -hmm. and you're admitted to Hiking College. You can then pursue you know, one of the 50-plus areas that you mentioned earlier, uh, alluded to earlier, uh, for the programs that, you know, people like to go into. But not, you know, college isn't necessarily a, f- a four-year um, uh, goal for many people. It's getting a certificate, 
getting a uh, doesn't have to even be an associate's degree. You can go right to work in many different fields. You don't have to necessarily go to college for four years. Many people like to and want to, and that's great. You probably did, and I probably I did as well. But well, actually, I didn't. <laughs> okay, I'll fill you, you in go. on that in a moment. But keep going. <laughs> so it's it's not for everyone, yeah. but here regardless of almost anything that you want to pursue, uh, we have a place for you here. And so I think that mission uh, rings very true. I'll just finish my point on this. Uh, I went to a variety of schools, Mm -hmm. uh, far too many, frankly. But uh, anything, I was at Ohio State, I was at uh, UCLA, I was at University of Hawaii, I was at Sheridan College in Wyoming. I was at um, all these different places mm-hmm. to take a course from a person because my interest was showbiz. So I go. I studied, you know, with this person at UCLA, and my focus there was cinema. I was at at NYU. Uh, I t- went there in uh, John Jacoby. I studied under him, and that was theater. And you know what I mean. I never yep. did get the degree. Um, but you got all the information and education that you, you know, needed. And then since then, Ohio University gave me an honorary degree. So that I was that was kind of fun. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, and the other thing they have now is experiential credit and some people I was on a thing called um, life learning alternative what was it dean or provost oh well a bunch of deans were on it and I was on it and we worked on this for two years but there should be credit uh, allowed for people who have had certain degrees of experience and lifelong learning. Oh, well. Um, and I think they've been working on that, but it, it didn't get as far along as I had hoped. All right, well. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with you. I think You know, I think experience is uh, the best teacher, to quote sure. an old cliche, but I think it's true. And so um, I, I'm certainly all in favor of that. Whether or not it makes its way through the yeah. uh, academia, I don't know. Well, listen, uh, so there's the Ohio um, Community College Athletic Conference. Athletic Conference, the OCCAC. Yes. And uh, I'm looking here, Bryant and Stratton, where's that? Well, there, there, there are several Bryant Stratton colleges in Ohio and Wisconsin and I think Illinois or Indiana. The one here in Ohio is based in Solon, Ohio, up okay. in the Cleveland area. Yep. But they play their basketball games at a place called Hoop Tech in North Ridgeville, Ohio. Okay. That's where our men's team is going on Saturday to finish the season. They are they are right now in first place uh, ahead of us. We are in second. Um, Bryant Stratton is ranked 14th in the country. We will be probably right behind them, about 16th when next week's poll comes out. And so Bryant Stratton will represent the OCCAC in the um, in the national tournament. But uh, we are hoping for an at-large bid, as I mentioned earlier. 
Now, there's Cincinnati State. I'm just going to run down here. Clark State. Where's Clark? Springfield, Ohio, okay. in the Dayton area. Columbus State. Cuyahoga, so that's Cleveland area. Yep. Edison State. Where's that one? That's in the Dayton area as well. Okay. Hawking, of course. Lakeland, so that's, I know yep. where that is. Lor- North of Cleveland. Lorraine County. Lorraine, Ohio. Elyria, actually, Elyria. Yes. Uh, Mercyhurst, north, they they say. Now, I can't picture Mercyhurst. Help me. Yeah, they're in Pennsylvania. They only participate, I believe, in softball. I okay. think it's just one sport participation, maybe baseball. I got three to go here. Owens. Owens is in Rossford or Toledo, Ohio. Sinclair. Uh, yes, Sinclair is... Um, I just can't think of That's this. That's all right. right I, you weren't expecting Southwest that. Southwest Ohio. Okay. Southwest Ohio. Dayton. Dayton. Right? Yeah. Okay. Dayton area. I so, Scott, so. Let, me, let me turn Scott's mic on. Are you on two or three? Three. Okay. There you go. Scott's now with us. Okay. Now, then, um, Terra, Terra State, right? Yes. Terra State's the newest addition. They're in Fremont, Ohio. Okay. So, I lost count there, but that's what, 10 or 12? Um, well, we have 11 that play basketball and, and volleyball, but then there's a few others like Mercyhurst and Cincinnati State that participate in one or two sports, not in all sports. I see. Well, that's the Ohio group. Now, I went over to another website, and it's the National Junior College Athletic Association. Correct. And, of course, Hawking's a member of each. Now... Um, so they had a, a, a line here with some interesting stats. It says 52 national championships, 520 member colleges, 60,000 student athletes, mm-hmm. and 1,565 All-Americans. Mm-hmm. Okay, so member colleges, 520. Now, just for kicks... You want to guess how many junior colleges there are? Period. In the country? Yeah. Oh my and, gosh! Uh, including NAIA and all kinds of others that are not necessarily members of NJCAA. I'd say about two thousand. Okay, so there's an. Um, okay. Um, I was going with more like. So I assumed if they had an athletic department at a junior college level, they should be a member of this outfit. Um, but you're saying there's others they could choose also. Yes. Okay. Um, now, there are a lot of NAIA schools. There's various associations around the country the schools can belong to. Okay. Well, that kind of shot my thought. Anyway, um, 520 member colleges. So, um, would you say the majority of JCs or community colleges have um, have sports? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It uh, it really is a feeder system in a lot of ways. If you think of pro ball, you might think of a minor league system that feeds the uh, the pro teams, and like baseball, for example. 
in, in this case, a lot of uh, colleges recruit junior college or community college players after their first or second year so that they can be eligible to participate at a higher level of, of, uh, of competition. Well, um, do a little boasting. Talk about um, how you feel you've brought the program along, and you and your staff, and what your goals are yet. And and I don't mean just winnings this title or something, but rather advancement. Yeah, yeah you know, when the, the program started, and I was not here when the program started, but you know, you, you, when you start anything, you um, it's going to take a while, right, before you grow and become competitive. Uh, you learn things as you go along. And uh, we, we have gotten to the point now where we have become not only competitive but respected. Uh, we have grown from the initial three sports. Uh, up until three years ago, we had six. Uh, this fall, we will have 12. We are adding uh, baseball, softball men's cross country and women's cross country to the sports that you already mentioned earlier. So we will have approximately 300 student athletes on campus this fall and giving more and more opportunities to more and more students who want to continue both their academic and athletic careers. And you don't always have that opportunity depending where you live. And so it's, it's right here in our backyard and we're very proud of the fact that we have, uh, created a new standard for academics in our athletic program. This fall, we had 42 all-academic performers, meaning 3.3 grade point average or higher, and then uh, over 60 that were 3.0 or higher. Uh, and so, you know, approximately, you know, a half to a third of our student-athletes uh, have been 3.0 or all-academic, which is 3.3 or higher. So we have a, a trio program here, a tutoring program that has assisted. Um, you know, we support the student athletes in, in every way possible, and they have moved on to other careers, other schools. Some have moved on to play at other um, colleges. Probably um, 10 to 12 every year will go on to a four-year school on, a, on an athletic scholarship. So, you know, we are we're creating opportunities and, and, and careers for a lot of student-athletes. So we feel very good about where we are and, and where we're going. Now, um, my partner here is Scott Daly. And, hey, uh, Scott. Hi, Ken. How are you doing? Very well, thank good. you. Good to have you on the program today. Now, Scott had a previous career as kind of the head of the business office for Ohio University Athletics. Um, now, um, my, my knowledge is Ohio University Athletics. Yes. And the dollar signs there are pretty large. Um, you bet. You know, for a junior college or a community college to jump into athletics and expect to have, to make a mark, because what's the purpose if you don't want to make a mark, right? Um, the, um, uh, you know, it, it's a financial commitment. It is. And um, was it Betty that started this? Yes, 
Dr. Young six years ago, along with Al Matthews, who was at the time the athletic director and head football coach when it started. Okay. Um. So, okay, so you have a, a stadium. Let's take football, for example. Um, you have a stadium. Um, well, we, we don't have our own at the moment. That is on the drawing board and is certainly in discussion. But for these first five years, we have been able to get cooperation from Nelsonville York High School and play our games there, which is a very nice facility. It's a beautiful yes, it facility. Is. Certainly. And as you well know, and so we've been fortunate in that regard. Well, I didn't mean to. I, I knew that, and I messed up. But um, the point is you, you play in a stadium. Um, do you draw a nice crowd? Well, I guess that depends on what you consider nice. I, I think for uh, a, community, a community college that many people don't know uh, has a football program, you know, for us to have four or five hundred people is a is a reasonable crowd. It's not going to be like uh, many of the high schools that have been around for decades and sure. decades, and sure. so they, you know, the townspeople show up on a regular basis, and you could have fifteen hundred or two thousand at a game. But um, we we expect that that number will grow as we continue to grow the program, especially as, you... as we bring in more local football players, more local student-athletes in every sport, which we are concentrating on doing now. As um, as you think of attending a game, uh, there's many things that go on besides the game itself. Uh, you know, forgive my not knowing this. Does Hawking College have a, I'm going to call it a marching band? We, we don't yet, but it's a good question. We have started uh, a band program here at Hocking College. We have also started a choir um, and so a uh, choral group. And so scholarships are available for I those people yeah. who play in a band, and we are starting to grow that program. So in the near future, I would expect you will see a marching band at a Hocking College football game. Okay, now before there's a marching band there can be a pep band correct absolutely which, which just means That's they don't start. they don't have formations and drills on the halftime and that sort of thing they just entertain they um, entertain in the stands yes. yes so that um but that doesn't exist yet either right Okay. That's probably the first step. I would imagine that will be available perhaps as early as this fall. We will see. Well, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, what, what are some other things you would wish for that you don't have yet? Well, you know, with a program that's just five years old in our sixth year, as I mentioned, we don't have all of the facilities that we would like to have, but we're moving in that direction, as we mentioned, the 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 equine center for the equestrian team and our equine academic areas. Um, we're talking about a football and soccer facility. Uh, we're, you know, there are other things on the drawing board, believe it or not, we've had discussions about an indoor beach volleyball facility, which would uh, accentuate our court volleyball program that we have. And it would be a, an outstanding fundraiser for, uh, the school and the community, because you can 
you can be playing beach volleyball in 75 degree weather and your feet in the sand in the middle of winter mm-hmm. uh, with that kind of facility. And those are there are some uh, in Ohio, like Columbus has one. Uh, Pittsburgh is about to get one. We'd love to have one here. But then uh, I think of beach volleyball. I don't think of it as a varsity sport. But is it? Yeah, and yet it is. I'll uh, be darned. Both at, at the four-year level, the NCAA, and also the junior college level, the I had NGAA. no idea. So yeah, we um, uh, we would love to add that at some point when it becomes appropriate, and uh, you know that pr- anytime you have a beach volleyball program, it enhances your court volleyball because the skills translate from beach to court, not necessarily the other way around. Uh, but beach to court is very transferable skills. Okay, I, I know another thing I saw, and maybe I'm just ignorant or something. Um, you had a group, you had a list of men's sports, you had a list of women's sports, and then there was another category, co-ed Correct. sports. Correct. Now, Correct. Does, are there co-ed, I'm turning to Scott now, are there co-ed sports at um, uh, Ohio? Yeah. No, no. They are club sports, but they are not varsity sports. Okay. Now, are there varsity co-ed sports at um, colleges around the nation? Oh, yes. What are they? Yeah. Um, most of them are like uh, what we're saying, like volleyball, Um Things like that, like Ken just mentioned, indoor, outdoor volleyball. Those are the main ones. Those are the only ones that come to mind. Well, at the uh, can you add to this? Um, I, I just, I guess, I never realized that there were officially varsity recognized sports that were co-ed. Yeah, for example, uh, here at Hacking College, both our archery team and our cheer squad are co-ed. You can uh, participate as male or female. Um, equestrian is open to males, although right now it is all female. Uh, well, actually, I take that back. We did have one male participant uh, this last year in equestrian. Uh, and then we have we have added, and now in our second year, esports. And esports is gaming. It is competitive gaming. Wait a it minute. Extremely popular what all around the country. Yes, <laughs> it, I, I was just massive. thinking of that. Esports, yes. Wow. Okay. So, what have you seen them play? What what are what are they playing? Yeah, yeah they they play various um, games competitively. One is, um, oh gosh, um, well, Rocket League was the second one we added. The first one was uh, just escaped me. That's all right. Um, that happens to I mean, me all the time. And my uh, my wife says. Prevagen. We just we just <laughs> competed against Dartmouth and we won, and and you can actually watch the matches on Twitch. There's a huh. an internet um, outlet Scott might be aware of it called Twitch, and you can actually watch the competitions. And while I don't know what I'm watching when I watch, yeah. um, it's quite interesting anyway. Huh. And um, esports is just becoming. Uh, huge at both the NJCAA and NCAA level. Schools are building uh, facilities, arenas for esports, 
And well, so I have seen not, some. Uh, as familiar with that uh, as some of the younger ones, uh, we do have a co-ed esports team. I have seen some um, video as I've been crossing through channels where they'll show some sort of um, live gaming competition, like in yeah. a in a large there are room. actually national championships yeah. in esports at various didn't... levels. And we have a very strong program here, even though it's just in the second year. Like I mentioned, we just defeated Dartmouth. So to have Dartmouth and Hiking College in the same sentence is pretty interesting. It is. It is. Yeah, I, I just I, didn't realize that would be recognized as a, a varsity sport. Yes, yeah. I guess that's yeah. right. Yeah, I'm not a sure the them, NCAA. A lot of schools have clubs. Ohio University has a very large club. Yep. Uh, in in esports, we happen to have it as a varsity sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some called uh, ones called Overwatch. Another one Overwatch is, is that that's the one we started with. Yep, League of that's Legends. Right, Scott. Yeah, Overwatch was first, and then we added Rocket League, and we will probably be staying with those two for this coming year. Yeah, the League of Legends is another one that comes to mind. To, uh, mm-hmm. So lots of developing in the esports there too, and I, I I'm not sure if the NCAA has officially recognized this yet as a varsity sport, but schools are competing against each other uh, without NCAA certification. I think is where it is right now. And in in the community colleges or the NJCAA, Correct. we now have an NJCAAE for esports uh, organization that is run out of the NGCAA national office in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. So we have we have an organization that um, will will host a national championship. Yeah, that's great. You know, another sport I just thought of too, uh, switching from esports that I've seen on the rise is is spike ball, and that has grown in popularity. At yep. uh, some I've major, seen it on TV. Yeah, yep. some major universities across I, the country. Okay, the, what is it? What do you do? <laughs> I I don't I don't know this term at all. Spike ball. Go ahead. It's hard to describe. Maybe Scott can do it, but to me, it looks like a game of foursquare. Okay, it kind of is. Yeah, there there is uh, kind of like a little trampoline in the middle of. There's two players on each team. And what they do, it's kind of like, do you remember the game handball used to be played indoors? It's That's kind of how it's served. Uh, The ball is about the size of a grapefruit, maybe, and it is spiked onto this trampoline, and the other team has to return the serve. And that's the basics of the game. That's how you score points if you can return the serve or not. A lot like ping pong, too. So, But it's called the, the trampoline is seated in the ground on top of the ground surface and the there's a uh, basically a, a marking off of the dimensions to where they participate uh, to, well to, to, I, to what you're describing I think I've played but I didn't know it you know <laughs> anyway yeah, um, I think I have too when I was a kid but didn't yeah. know it was going to be called spike ball later or, be, on. or become an, a, an official thing yeah varsity sport yeah yeah. I'll tell you another one, men, that uh, is an emerging sport. There are a few emerging sports in the NJCAA. One is, is men's volleyball, which would be appropriate. 
It's already a sport in the NCAA. But another one that's emerging is women's flag football. Huh. And I can see that becoming rather large as well. Wow. Well, folks, um, I haven't said it often enough, but our guest today is Ken Hoffman. Ken Hoffman is the director of athletics for Hawking College. And uh, how many sports now? We will have 12 in the fall. We currently have eight. We will have 12 in the fall with the addition of baseball, softball, and men's and women's cross-country teams. And, and, uh, you know, I'm sure parents jump in and maybe some of the other students, too. But um, are you attracting, um, what do I want to say, observers, fans? Uh, Well, yes, we are. Certainly in the years um, pre-COVID, we had had good crowds for football and basketball in particular, uh, and and even some volleyball uh, crowds. This year, of course, we have not allowed uh, fans in the stands. But for our home football game, which we're going to have a a short season this spring for football. It's going to open up actually... Uh, very close to now, Saturday, April 3, I think that's a week from Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna, we play all neutral site games so that the schools can drive in, play the game, turn around and drive home, not have to spend the night anywhere. But we have a home game scheduled at Nelsonville, York on Sunday, April 18. We do believe there will be seating available for that game, and it's going to be against a school you may not have heard of, but in the junior college or community college ranks, Lackawanna was the runner-up in, in, the, in the national championship game last year. Is that so, over in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, certainly a uh, very, very tough competition, um, but uh, that will be our home game on April 18th, so maybe we can get you to come out and, and have a little uh, hot dog and chips and beverage with us there in the press box. <laughs> That'd be fun. Listen, um, you know, there is a cost to running athletics, and um, some schools say it's a bunch. Um, the, you know, the equipment, the uh, health care, that sort of thing, you know, the sure. athletic trainers and all of that. Facilities. Facilities, of course. Yeah. Um, this is a commitment that um, the board... And, and, and at the encouragement of Betty, uh, when she shortly after she arrived, uh, yes. said, we want to do it. Um, <clears throat> is there anyone who has said, boy, that wasn't a good idea? Not that I'm aware of. Good. Um, I, I think the proof's in the pudding, right? Yeah. And so when you, when you all of a sudden go from zero student-athletes on campus to let's call it 300 in the fall at mm-hmm. an average of what 15 to 17 thousand dollars per year which is very very low in terms of college educations these days right. um, the, those are the kind of numbers we're looking at now uh, some of them certainly warrant some form of scholarship right yes we have academic scholarships we have the district scholarship we do not offer athletic scholarships at this time, but really? that is also under discussion. Okay. But we are one of the few schools in the state that uh, we're not a full work college, but uh, we offer work scholarships, meaning uh, you can earn $2,000 a year, $1,000 per semester, 
by simply working 10 hours a week somewhere on campus. It can right. be in your academic area. It could be in the athletics area. It could be with the maintenance and grounds. It could be many, many different areas on campus and academic areas. You work 10 hours a week, and it pays back, essentially, $1,000 per semester, 2000 per year. And then, um, you know, you can uh, earn the district scholarship if you're from one of those counties that I mentioned earlier. You can work here in the summer. Uh, we have work internships in the summer where you would get free room and board, and um, you work 40 hours a week at either 11 or $12 an hour. So you could essentially pay for all of your college uh, with your your financial award from from the national government, the FAFSA information, and what you do here in terms of scholarships and work. You know, I don't want to do anything to hurt, say, Ohio University or anything like that. But, but there are um, many businesses that really like sports. And yes. if, if uh, some of those business owners could be identified and asked to come and attend as guests and get them enthused, um, uh, you know, it, it would seem to me that um, um, maybe even our stations would be interested in helping broadcast the games um, some. But, yes. um, of course, there's other radio stations. You've got one in Nelsonville there yourself. Uh, plus, the college owns a station. I'm sure they're doing something with it. Um, and another thing I'll say, and then we're almost done. When I went to your website, the videos are extraordinarily good. Uh, they they have clips of of games, folks, all different sports. Uh, I encourage you to go to their website. So go to Hawking College, then one of the tabs at the top is Athletics. Um, I think you'll be entertained and, and um, learn even more than what we've been able to share today. All right. Well, Ken, I, I look forward to meeting you in person. COVID has um, been an odd year, hasn't it? <laughs> it certainly has, to say the least. But maybe, uh, maybe April 18th, if it works for you, let me know, and we'd love to have you and Scott come and, uh, and join us at the football game at the high school. Sure. Well, we'll, I'm, Scott, okay, we'll talk about it and get back yeah, to you. We'll, we'll kick that around. No, no pun no, intended. No pun intended. All right. <laughs> Ken, thank you for joining us yes. this morning. Thank you, Ken. Oh, you're very welcome. Okay. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Have a you good bet. day. Bye-bye. Thank bye. you, too. Yeah, neat. All right. Well, let's see here. What is it? It's Thursday, and um, we'll wrap up the week tomorrow with a free-for-all edition. Oh, I, turn, I turned off the wrong switch. I turned off you, Scott, instead of the phone. <laughs> I heard him hang up a moment Yeah, ago. well, that happens. <laughs> um, and we're out of time. Yes. Simple as that. See you tomorrow. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The 21-year-old suspect in the Boulder Supermarket Massacre is scheduled to appear in court later this hour. One survivor, Logan Smith, says he hid behind garbage cans in the store. He tells CBS News. No one should ever have to experience what happened that Monday. 
it's the reality of the day we live in. And it won't be the last time that it will happen, sadly. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill are once again debating gun control. The Senate Judiciary Committee's Maisie Hirono, a Democrat, on CBS This Morning. Why should anyone be against universal background checks? What is the problem with that? AstraZeneca's tweaked results of U.S. drug trials on its coronavirus vaccine after federal officials called out the original numbers for being outdated and incomplete. CBS's Jennifer Kuyper. The drug maker has just released a revised report showing the vaccine is 76% effective, but the new data still shows the vaccine prevents severe and critical disease and hospitalization. Today, Georgia opens up vaccines to all residents 16 and older. With more people traveling, one airline doesn't want pilots to get COVID shots. According to a memo obtained by CBS News, American Airlines subsidiary Piedmont Airlines discouraged pilots from rolling up their sleeves last weekend due to a high demand for flying. The note stated they should reschedule their vaccine for later in the month. Sources say the employees were denied the time off because there weren't enough pilots to cover their shift. The FAA prohibits pilots from flying 48 hours after receiving a shot. Lisa Mateo, CBS News. Weekly jobless claims are down to their lowest level in more than a year. Bank rates Mark Hamrick. This is likely a sign of even better things to come for the nation's battered economy and the millions of people who are jobless, underemployed, or have left the workforce but would like to work. 684,000 people filed for benefits last week. That's the first time the numbers have dipped below 700,000 since the pandemic began. A giant container ship is still sucked, stuck in the Suez Canal, blocking one of the world's largest shipping channels. Energy analysts like Phil Flynn expect it'll trigger price hikes at the pump. Almost 10% of all oil and gas in the world goes through that canal and someone has shut off people around the world have to scramble to get it from other places. 80 years after Pearl Harbor, an American sailor's been identified through DNA testing. His grandson says William Eugene Blanchard's son and another family member provided genetic samples. Blanchard was 24 when his ship, the USS Oklahoma, was hit by torpedoes and capsized. This is CBS News. Indeed believes less is more. Indeed's Instant Match instantly searches its database of millions of resumes, delivering candidates who best fit your job description. More at Indeed.com slash credit. Okay. Indeed knows unexpected demand can stretch your business thin. Uh, Leon speaking. Like at Leon's Plumbing. Sorry, quick as we can get there is next Friday. To stay out of hot water, he needs to get started hiring right. Right away. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. And the moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit.